Genesis. Sitting. Sitting. This is going to be epic. I'm excited about Genesis sitting. Sitting. Um, we're just powering through. I'm totally fine. You have a little special trip you're going on right now, though. I do. I have a special trip. I'm on my way to language school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get up in a few hours and head down to the um, to the border for language school. Mm. But we just couldn't help ourselves. We had to do a fun little last hoorah. It's, yeah, it's almost 3 a.m. right now. Yep. So fun stuff. Uh, you just couldn't go to bed without doing some Bible study. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> This, this, this stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a Bible study Jones right now. That's right. Every yeah. single day, you cannot miss a day. <laughs> Every day. Every day, I'm Every day I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I'm reading. That's right. Yeah. So I'm excited. So let's do it. Is. Genesis 16. Genesis 16. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's just get going on this okay. one. Genesis 16. Yeah. Sarah and Hagar. Yep, Sarai, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Sarai. Sarai. And Hagar. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian <laughs> maid whose name was Hagar. Yep. Or Hagar. I, I prefer Hagar, but either way. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, The Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go in to my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. After Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. Yep. That's important. The wife part. That is. He <laughs> went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done me be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms. But when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her harshly, and she fled from her presence. Yeah. So there's a mm. lot going on here. One of the things um, there is a lot going on here. One of the things we see a lot of times is that um, we know that a, a God has promised Abram um, a child, mm. and so um, you know, as, as I've looked at this further, I, I continue to be more impressed with Abram's faith mm. um, because I know that we've talked about before how Abram had audible conversations with God. But it wasn't super frequent. Like when we looked at when you when you kind of study the the sequence of time that passes and the convert the number of conversations that God has with Abram, it's not a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? So there is one of those things where you feel like you have a promise from God, and you see all these and but so you receive this promise, then all you see is obstacles, and you don't see God's 
hand in the situation. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. And then that's what Abram's going through. And so I think Abram and Sarai have this kind of idea of, hey, you know what? This is what God promised us. Let's help God out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've done that before in my own life. Like, hey, you know what? There's obstacles in this situation. I'm going to help God out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, obviously that doesn't that doesn't work or that doesn't we think we're helping God and we're not. Um, and in this ancient culture, actually, to us, this sounds ridiculous um, that, you know, Abrams and, and Sarai's method to go about resolving the situation and that ancient culture um, that wouldn't have been an absurd thing. Um, and so unfortunately, what wouldn't be an absurd thing for um, Sarai to give her maid uh, to Abram as a, as a wife. And then for, and that culture, when that would have happened like that, that the, the son, the child that the maid would, would have would actually be considered uh, the wife's child if she couldn't have one. Sarah's. Sarah's child. child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, when, when we study back in those times, those cultures, uh, those were things that, that did happen, but that's not what God had promised Abram. God had promised Abram that it would, he would have a child. Um, and what God meant was through, through you and Sarah, you know? And so, uh, they tried to help God out. That was not what God had planned. And so they kind of took things their own hands. But once again, I still, I admire, uh, Abram because I think that he had to have a lot of, he still showed faith at, at, at times that, you know, and also based on this, like last chapter, we read about the, this covenant that God made with Abram, the Abrahamic covenant, where he put Abram to sleep and then God passed through the animal house, right? And so I think it's awesome because um, for us today that have put our faith in Christ, we receive God's unconditional love and we receive God's unconditional promises because if God didn't do unconditional promises and unconditional love then he would never be able to deliver anything because people don't keep their side of the bargain people and so that's what we see is that like god knew that abraham wouldn't be perfectly faithful perfectly obedient so god was the one who took it upon himself to give these unconditional things and so um you know uh, i i definitely sympathize with abram and i understand it can be hard when you're you're waiting on something and you're trying to hope and you'll see God move in a situation and you don't. That's tough. Agreed. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more. Abram and Sarai are trying to help God out. Yep. Hagar's not even really, I mean, there's no indication that God is saying, hey, I want you to right. take this matter into your own hands right. so that we can fulfill this promise that way. Yeah, um, yeah that's a uh, definitely a bad idea. And Sarai actually immediately regrets yep. this decision. Yeah, she does. And so she, in her own wisdom... Mm-hmm believed to be doing the right thing when she should have trusted God a little bit more. Yep. And I think they would have saved themselves a lot of pain and suffering. I think we, a lot of the times think we're super smart. We'll do something that we think is wise when in fact it's not according to God's plan. Yeah. I think we should rely upon God's wisdom a little bit more. 
and not our own. Um, I agree. And the best way to do that is, I think, to stay in prayer. Yeah. Read and, the Bible. And also to seek wise counsel. Yeah. You know, like have, have, um, like I have a couple of mentors in my life that are discipling older guys in the faith that are discipling me. And so um, I bounce a lot of ideas from off them. I, I get guidance and um, insight and advice from them uh, before just going off on a whim and doing something too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think we bounce ideas off each other. Oh yeah, as we, well. we 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 do. We we me and Henry talk about a lot of a lot of life choices and things like that. And um, two heads are better than one. Yep. And it helps when you bounce some some ideas off a close friend because when Henry's like, you know, that's absurd. I probably know not to do that. Yeah. When he's like, dude, I was thinking, you know, that's great, great idea. Then I was like, okay, that awesome. I'm kind of on the right page then. You know. Like you weren't going to take your truck to McAllen. Exactly. That? I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. He talked. He, he This guy's talked me talked off more than sense. one off ledge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, I would also add one more thing here. Yeah. Do you think Sarah's response? How do you feel like Sarah's response was? Obviously, she immediately regretted it, but yeah. she seemed to respond in a very negative way. I don't think that's the positive route to go even though sarah ultimately got what she wanted basically mm-hmm. hagar and her and hagar's son mm-hmm. out of their lives god could have accomplished that any which way right uh which will actually become to that here yeah. in a second so let's We're go to the next that. section verse seven now the angel of the lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to sure he said hagar sarah's maid where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count. And the angel of the Lord said to her further, behold, you are, a, you are with child. And you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. And he will live to the east of all his brothers. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. For she said, have I even remained alive here after seeing him? Therefore, the well was called Beer Lahi Reoi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar, Hagar bore Ishmael to him. Whoa. Yeah. So there's lots going <clears throat> on here yeah so hagar seems to flee Mm -hmm. from sarah yes which obviously she's you know sarah is despising her you know she's treating her harshly yeah and hagar ultimately runs away an angel of the lord i believe it's his angel yeah i want to say here though that um a lot of times, there a couple times in the Old Testament, angel of the Lord 
um, appears to be uh, just God himself. Mm. Um, So it it appears to be, yeah, uh, it's like maybe a theophany. I mean, it doesn't give the physical description, but I I believe when it says angel of the Lord in this situation, I believe it's talking about God himself. Right. And I think you could say that. I think you can say that because in verse 13, then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. Mm-hmm. You are a God who sees. Right. So she's speaking. She believes she's speaking to God. Right. Yeah. And so I, you know, the angel of the Lord tells her a lot of things. One is to return mm-hmm. to her mistress. So it sounds like Hagar, <laughs> she didn't consult God before she ran away from. Right. Um, Sarai. Otherwise, maybe she wouldn't have made that choice. And the angel of the Lord tells her to go back mm-hmm. and um, basically tells her she's her son's going to be blessed in a way with many yeah. descendants. Yeah. While at the same time, he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him and mm-hmm. he will live to the east of all his brothers. So while, you know, while Hagar's descendants will be greatly multiplying, too many to count, at the same time, this son that she's going to have, Ishmael, is ultimately going to, looks like he's going to have some challenges. Yes, he does. Looks like he's going to have a bit of a uh, rambunctious yeah. personality. Yeah. And his hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. Definitely a rebel type. That sounds pretty tough. It does. Um, you know, I, I see God's grace here too, though, because so uh, Hagar left because of the way Sarah was treating her, and this was not, um, you know, this was not someone. This is not the promised child. This is not someone who God was working through. But, you know, God did show up to Hagar mm-hmm. and, and make her some promises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I see God's grace in that. Um, and so we see that those promises were that her her son did have a, a future. Um, God did have, um, did make promises about her son and, and that he would be significant. Um, so... I think uh, definitely see God's grace here. And uh, I mean, for one, I mean, Hagar might feel threatened about going back and maybe maybe not survive. Yeah. You know, right. She's going back and it seems like God's here saying that, hey, your son's going to survive. Yeah. Y'all go back. You don't have to worry about him not surviving. You're going to have a ton of descendants. Yeah. And so that should, should somewhat be reassuring and. Uh, then she called on the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are God who sees. Mm-hmm. So she's being recognized by God yeah. in this moment. Yeah. And she's recognizing that God sees her. Yeah. And that, she yeah, greatly God, appreciates that. Yeah. Well, I mean, You're God going through is, a challenging time. Yeah. I mean, God is visiting her in her, uh, you know, trial, and then he's he's caring for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we could say that it's clear. I think God sees all of the trials we have today. And sometimes you can feel like you're going through something alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
that's not the case, right? Right. So you can have confidence that God's um, aware of your situation. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're putting God first in your life, you can know that God's using those tough times to yeah. potentially, um, obviously all of it's going to bring glory to God. Right. But I think that using those tough times to potentially strengthen you yeah. and make you better, yeah. as well as some of the people around you. So even when you're having a tough time, yeah, like you can be thankful in those moments. Yeah, the, the book of James addresses, or at least the chapter one addresses that, how the, the testing of your faith produces endurance and spiritual maturity and things like that. And it is hard, um, especially when, like the people in this story, I mean, you don't see God moving in the timeline that you want to see him move, right? Mm-hmm. You And, and act in a certain situation. And so that that's difficult. It is difficult. Um, but we also see examples in Abram's life when he, difficult situations occur and he follows God very faithfully and just the, the fruit and blessing that comes out of that. Right. So, well, Hagar ultimately has this son, Ishmael. Yeah. And Abram's old, of course, mm-hmm. 86 yep. years old. Yep. So, which I understand why that's difficult. When you're 86, your your wife's around 86, you haven't been able to have kids your whole life. Why would you be able to have one now? Right. And so this is well, he's um, having one with Hagar. Well, no, but yeah, sorry, his wife wouldn't be able to have one. Right. You're right. That's what I meant. Sorry. So it's so, clearly Abram is not necessarily the the, the genetical you know, you know, challenge it, in this situation. You're right. I mean, it said Sarai was barren. Um, but you know, we see Kind of, this is we, we we see this happen again in the New Testament in the book of Luke. Um, you know, we see Zechariah the priest uh, and his wife Elizabeth, and they're wanting a child, mm-hmm. and they have one at their older age. Um, and so we see kind of, and so th- the point is, they had at least a point in, a place in Scripture to look to and see how God acts, see how God, and so I think that that's. A lot of times, okay, so the point is they had a place in scripture to look and see how God could. By they, who are you talking about? Zechariah and Elizabeth. And the John's, John's parents. Exactly. John the Baptist's parents. Yeah. And so like they, they could have looked to Abram and Sarai and been like, hey, God did it for them. Mm. If God's making a promise here, he can fulfill it. Um, but one of the things I think the Bible does for me and, and others I've talked to is that even when the situation looks bleak, you're like, how's this going to work out? Or that can't work out. You know, the Bible proves that God works in ways or intervenes in ways or uh, behaves in ways, or when I say behaves, like he acts in the situation in ways that you hadn't thought of uh, in a way that if we're faithful and that we put his glory first or we put um, us serving him first is exciting in the end. Even if it's painful right now. Agreed. I agree. I mean, obviously they made this decision. Yep. Sarah immediately realized that was a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And if she would have been more patient and waited on God's timetable versus her own, mm-hmm. I think she would have been more satisfactory with the results. Yep. I agree. Said she said she was an unsatisfied customer in this case. And she was. Yeah. Then she had buyer's remorse. <laughs> 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 no. So, <laughs> no. 
Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. I've been there. Oh man. So yeah, I think the 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 lesson to be learned in this chapter is uh, be patient. Yeah. Put God first in your life, and let God handle the results. So long as you're trying hard, yeah. putting God first in your life, and praying yeah. slash reading the Bible. Yeah. I think that I think that you'll have a super successful experience in life and i think god will use you very very well these are the tenets that i kind of live by in terms of measuring my results mm-hmm. so um don't blow it guys yeah. but that's also probably that's probably overall i think sarah i blew, blew it in this yeah. case yeah i mean abram went along with it though too. yeah no i don't yeah i agree he wasn't complaining about it yeah <laughs> abram, abram clearly clearly uh it didn't sound like you put up much of a fight. No, no. Guys, super awesome sesh. Mm-hmm. It was. See you guys in chapter 17. Can't wait. Looking forward to it.